Welcome to Breaking Through, the podcast that explores the breakthroughs teams are making every day at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. I'm Madeline Bell, the hospital's president and CEO. Today's episode is part of my new Breaking Through mini-series, Women Leading the Way. In this mini-series, you'll meet some of CHOP's amazing women scientists and hear about the remarkable breakthroughs they're making. You'll also learn about an exciting group of programs at CHOP that we call Frontier Programs. We started the Frontier Programs initiative in 2015 to fast-track our scientists' most innovative ideas. Many of our Frontier Programs have made important breakthroughs, and my guests will share the stories behind some of these breakthroughs with you. My guest today is Dr. Holly Hedrick. Dr. Hedrick is a pediatric and fetal surgeon at CHOP. She is also co-director of a frontier program that focuses on a rare condition called congenital diaphragmatic hernia. Dr. Hedrick, welcome to Breaking Through. Thank you. What inspired you to pursue a career in surgery? I think it probably started with my father. He was a dentist in a small town, and my favorite thing to do was to go to work with him. I was his assistant, you know, putting on the little bib. But just seeing somebody helping people through a medical procedure and the the whole idea of being somebody who was contributing to the health and well-being of his community. So I think the first inspiration was definitely my father. I love that. I mean, it sounds like he was your first model and mentor. Did you have other models and mentors along the way in your career? Oh, certainly, and very grateful for all of them. My mentor now is obviously Dr. Adzik, who is a mentor to many across the world. Just this idea that excellence is achievable and this idea that it's always all about the baby. And so check your egos at the door. We are just going to get this child through this problem and no matter what it takes. So I remember meeting with him very, very early when I was trying to sign my papers as quickly as possible so he didn't change his mind. He said, you have to have laser-like focus. Laser. And you can probably feel him leaning across the table and saying that, right? You just channeled him really well. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of get a little chill. But that whole idea that whatever you focus on will grow and it will become something, that was instilled by Dr. Adzik. For our listeners who don't know Dr. Adzik, he is our surgeon-in-chief. So I'm sure in your career you've faced some challenges. Tell me about a challenge that you faced and how you overcame it. I feel like I've been very fortunate with the whole marching through college, medical school, residency, fellowship, and really felt charmed by all of it. But then in my personal life, my daughter was diagnosed with a a really devastating illness. And Mm -hmm. so the biggest challenge of my life that continues to be the fact that my daughter needs CHOP so much. Yeah. And I'm sure it gives you insights into what every parent goes through that comes to see you and the journey, you know, of all the families that are here at CHOP. Yes, it does. The simple how are you doing question has many layers, many layers for what our patients and their families fight through every day. Yes. You know, that's hard. Somebody said once that we're all just a little bit away from being a patient ourselves, being disabled ourselves, and everybody has things, right? Every single person we encounter has things that they're going through. Well, it's great that you have such incredible empathy. I'm sure that comes through in every interaction you have with our patients and families. You talked about being mentored and your dad being a role model. I'm sure you are an incredible role model as a surgeon as, and as a scientist. 
to other women. Can you tell me a little bit about your approach to helping other women along the way? I mean, the truth of the matter is I still feel like that woman that was trying to get somewhere. And so I can identify with them. It's really fun and exciting to just see all their idealism and their dreams. And people are doing so many interesting things. They inspire me certainly as much or more than I inspire them. They are just so full of ideas and life and idealism and just can do. It really sort of rejuvenates you every time you have an interaction. I think that's a little bit of part of being at an academic medicine center, that you get to be with students who are early on and very inspiring. So it sounds like you get a lot from that. It's really terrific. Can you tell us what is congenital diaphragmatic hernia? Congenital diaphragmatic hernia is a birth defect that happens very early, around the 11th week of gestation. And the diaphragm, which is really the separation between the chest and the abdomen, it's a muscle, it has a defect in it. And this defect allows things that are supposed to be in the abdomen, like the liver, the spleen, the stomach, the intestines, it allows them to move up into the chest. And that in turn pushes on the lungs, the developing lungs, who don't have a chance. So they're supposed to be going through all these complicated systems of branching and and then they're supposed to mature, but instead they have these things that are from the abdomen pushing. And so there can be a profound problem with lung development, which can in turn affect the heart and the heart development. And is this something that's diagnosed before the baby is delivered? Almost always it's diagnosed before the baby's delivered, so we're really fortunate in the Center for Fetal Diagnosis and Treatment. About 85 to 90% of the patients we see with CDH are diagnosed before they are born, and we can plan for it, and they are right here at the time. And do most of them that you diagnose pre-delivery deliver here at Children's Hospital? They do. They either deliver here or they deliver right next door, depending upon the mother's health. Why did you decide to specialize in this condition? Ah, early on, this was way back in residency, you know, 1996. This was what I worked on in the laboratory at Massachusetts General Hospital, and it was considered an unsolved problem. It was considered something that we certainly needed to do better on. The outcomes were not what anybody wanted, and so I was involved in preclinical studies and really developed a desire to make this better. And then In residency and then in fellowship here, they were a group of patients that I particularly identified with. And there's just something very magical about caring for a baby even before they're born and then seeing them through the delivery and then taking care of them in the first days and weeks of life and then seeing them for years to come. And so that whole spectrum of the disease and that whole life course was really attractive to me. You told us what CDH is. Tell us a little bit about what you're hoping to achieve with the Frontier Program. Well, as you know, at Children's Hospital, we're really fortunate because we have so many brilliant people and there are so many brilliant collaborators. And so what we've been able to do that's, I think, the most groundbreaking for congenital diaphragmatic hernia is that we are working together. We have multiple disciplines working together on a single problem with multiple perspectives. In 2019, we became a frontier program, and it's really been an accelerator. It's allowed us to reflect and look at the whole system, what we're doing clinically in our clinical program. We've got quality improvement projects in every sphere, 
We've been able to ramp up the clinical support. We've been able to really look at streamlining and making it great for families in terms of how they enter the system, how they go through our system, and how they actually get discharged and onto the rest of their life. We've also been able to build a very robust way to collect data clinically. And so this is something called the Clinical Outcomes Data Archive. And it's a way that we can utilize the data that we have in our electronic medical record and be able to track our patients and know what they're doing and know how they're doing all the time. So it's really been able to, in real time, change the way we think about our patients and do things. Simultaneously, in the translational research realm, Dr. Emily Partridge is leading this effort, and, and she is working with several collaborators to try to find ways to make ECMO a better treatment for our patients, and a safer treatment in terms of their brain and their brain development. ECMO, which is extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, is basically heart-lung bypass. And for the sickest of babies with congenital diaphragmatic hernia, we need it. We need it as a way to rest the heart and the lungs to get to the next stop. And it's complete support, but it's also fraught with complications. And it's really all about optimizing when we have to use these extreme treatments. We want to be sure we're protecting all aspects of the baby so that they have a great life. We're also collaborating with the Chronic Lung Program with Dr. Bill Fox and seeing if there is a role for liquid in our patients for liquid ventilation. And so we would like to be known as the frontier program that collaborates. <laughs> Those are really the sort of the big boxes of what we're trying to take care of right now. And, it, and the really fun thing about it in this journey is that it really is a long and winding road. And sometimes what you think is going to be the answer turns out to be very different, but it leads you to something that is the answer. And so that's really the joy of science, right? That sounds really hopeful, very hopeful. Is there a story you could share with us about a patient that really inspired you? Wow. I mean, there's so many, right? Our families are our heroes. They're so brave. There is a patient. The one that I keep thinking of is Alex. And his mom came to us all the way from Australia. Their baby was diagnosed with CDH. And her husband had been born in the States. And they searched on the internet and they looked around and they found us. And their baby had a severe CDH and qualified for something called FIDO, which is fetoscopic endoluminal tracheal occlusion. This is a procedure that we do prenatally to block the airway to help the lungs to grow. And the idea is that when you block all the fluid from coming out, the lungs stretch and then they grow. In some cases, it's like a miracle. I mean, a baby that you think is going to be so sick, who's going to need ECMO, who's going to be here for months and months and months, is suddenly acts like they're in a different category. And so this happened for Alex. This family, they love Halloween. And so I'm thinking of them because they just got through sending me their latest Halloween picture of them, the whole crew. You know, they were able to get here. We were able to take care of them. And he was able to have a life course that was completely changed, a course correction, so to speak, by something that we did before he was born. And we're going to keep following him and we're going to keep celebrating with them and we're going to take care of any challenges with them that come up. It must be so rewarding to get that Halloween picture, knowing where he started. It surely is. You're also a fetal surgeon, and I'm not sure all the listeners really understand what fetal surgery is. Could you describe what is it like when you do fetal surgery? Fetal surgery, when I was a trainee, was something that just seemed out of this world and fantastic. <laughs> it's a surgery before birth or an intervention before birth that is goal is to change something about this, the natural history of a problem. The idea is you intervene, 
and then it changes everything. There's different ways to do that. Sometimes it's a medication. Sometimes it's a small procedure like a tap or a, a shunt. And other times it's a big dramatic procedure where we actually close a defect. And then the baby continues on in the womb and then is delivered later. And they, their life has changed. It's very rewarding. It's very uh, awe-inspiring every single time. It never gets old. And that's another example of where there's a ton of people working together. I mean, it's amazing at this place sometimes where for one little baby, there'll be 50 people gathered for this baby's arrival because something magical has happened. Well, you paint a great picture when you think about 50 people and one little newborn baby. It is. It truly is. I always like to close by asking my guests about their personal breakthroughs. And you've shared a lot with us. Is there a moment that you could tell us about that's really your biggest breakthrough moment in your career? You know, a time that you just sort of step back and said, wow. I think we have so many spine-tingling moments, right? And we are privileged to be witness to so many miracles here. I can really only tell you about the most recent one. Okay. Um, and I don't know that it's such a breakthrough as the separation of conjoined twins is when there are babies and they are born joined and they need a whole bunch of things to happen right in order to be able to undergo a separation. And talk about 50 people. It's 50 people from tons of different specialties overlapping and working together over months to plan this procedure. And it's a lot of expectations. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of heartache at times. It's a lot of hope. And then at that moment when they are separated and they are then on two different operating room tables, and then when their parents a week later are holding those two babies, that's special. Yeah, it doesn't get better than that. That is certainly a breakthrough. That's all the time we have for today. Dr. Hedrick, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. To find out how you can be part of tomorrow's breakthroughs at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, please visit chop.edu giving. To learn more about how our teams are transforming the future of healthcare, please visit innovation.chop.edu. At CHOP, we make breakthroughs every day. I'm Madeline Bell. Thank you for listening. <laughs>